And joining us for the news briefing here in the studio is Im Sae-rim. Good morning. Good morning, Henry. Well, it is election time, and we're not going to give the answer to the quiz, but we have a big election coming up very shortly. Uh, usually with what is known as by-elections, so these are very different from presidential elections or parliamentary elections or local elections, those are actually designated holidays. So people who uh, normally go to work don't have to go to work so they can devote that time to actually Mm -hmm. voting in the polls. By-elections are not held on red-letter days, so-called, or holidays. And so usually turnout for these elections, as well as because public interest is usually lower, the turnout for these elections historically has been very low. However, we did have an early voting period last Friday and Saturday, and we saw the early voting numbers. And... Maybe to the surprise of a lot of people, the early voting numbers were record-breaking. High turnouts uh, for these by-elections, by far the highest turnout for a by-election, and exceeding even the previous local elections, which is quite a pretty significant feat. Now, there is going to be a a last-minute rush to try to mobilize voters from both the ruling Democratic Party side, who feel that they've been behind in the polls and they're trying to play catch-up, and then the main opposition People Power Party, who feel pretty confident about winning these races, and they're probably trying to sit on what they perceive to be their lead. So um, we have to address uh, what's going on with the main opposition People Power Party candidates. There are two candidates here, one for the sole mayoral race, the former uh, Mayor uh, Oh Sehun, and then in Busan, the former uh, Im Young-bak uh, right-hand man, uh, Park Hyung-jun. Give us more details here, please. Yes, indeed. The race for this by-election is getting more intense and tighter as each day goes by. The ruling Democratic Party has raised the fierceness of its scrutiny on the candidates for the People Power Party Oh Sehun of Seoul and Park Hyung-jun of Busan, claiming that their win, if they are elected, should be nullified as they are guilty of violating the election law. Kim Tae-yeon, the acting representative of the party, said that at a party central election strategy council yesterday that the two candidates' continuous lies are clear violation of the election law because they are spreading false information, adding that if a candidate does, that does not even have the basic morals getting elected, the people will have to suffer, from the, suffer the consequences and that the country will only backstep into the past. This seems to be targeted towards the persisting suspicions the candidates of the PPP have been under. Oh Se-hun has not yet cleared his name from the current Negokdong scandal, and neither has Park Kyung-jun in regards to his LCT speculations. The allegations are pretty serious here, and so one wonders, regardless of the results of these elections, and hypothetically if these opposition candidates win, it does seem like um, there are going to be some serious investigations underfoot on those various allegations that you just mentioned here, uh, the ones against uh, Oh Se-hun largely dealing with this uh, Negokdong uh, land acquisition, and then Park Hyung-jun with, uh, it's, it's hard to even keep track of all the allegations that are surrounding him, but a lot of that uh, centered around those uh, purchases of the luxury mm-hmm. units in LCT. So, um, Park Hyung-jun, let's, let's talk about him. He does look like um, he is trying to bat down all of these allegations. The problem is every single day, there's a new allegation that pops up, another land development here, another uh, property that he owned here, and then some, uh, of course, previous allegations of um, eavesdropping during his time as a Blue House official. 
Right now, what, what is the current explanation being given by the camp and the candidate? Yes, so the corruption issue of Park Kyung-jun has not been well clarified just yet. The ruling DP outlined and defined the issues and dubbed them the six corruption gates and announced that it will request a formal investigation from the prosecutor's office. This comes as the ruling DP has rebutted some of Park's camp's initial explanations when the allegations first surfaced and now it looks like they are demanding a more co- coherent explanation. Ruling DP Busan mayoral candidate Kim Young-chun's camp pointed out that a LCT-related personnel testified on a radio program to the apartments being specifically um, set aside for candidate Park, further attacked the PPP candidate, saying that all his explanations up to now have been a lie. In face of such attack, Park Kyung-chun and his camp come up with an attack strategy of their own, saying that the DP's Kim Young-chun candidate is trying to buy the votes of Busan citizens by promoting to provide them with 100,000 won if he is elected. Unfortunately, it looks like the election in Busan is becoming a clash of negative campaigning with less focus on each candidate's not policies and visions. Well, people are saying the person who should be the most upset about this Busan situation is Lee Yeonju, who was the uh, candidate uh, for the People Power Party and was uh, running for this uh, sale, uh, so, uh, Busan mayoral uh, nomination, she had raised some of these allegations against, against Park Kyung-jun during the uh, primary process. But for some reason, the uh, PPP voters decided that Park Kyung-jun was the, quote, safer candidate here. Uh, was that a wise choice by uh, the uh, PPP voters? Well, uh, there are a lot of allegations right now, and Yeonju is probably quite upset that uh, people did not uh, listen to uh, her uh, protestations earlier. So what we're going to now do is sort of kind of have a little bit of recap, maybe a, a mini a news kongjang special of what has been reported mm-hmm. so far, because a lot of these allegations are right now in the public mind because of the uh, reporting that has been broken by news kongjang, and remarkably, really only by News Kongjang and not by any of the other mainstream outlets. So let's go back to Seoul. Oh Sehun, of course, he did say in the beginning quite boldly that, look, this is all my wife's doing, the purchase of this Negokdong land. I have no idea about it. And I'm not, you know, part of this uh, Greenbelt regulation um, lifting. And if anything is kind of directed towards me specifically, I will step down from my candidacy. In fact, I will quit politics altogether. Now, the big breakthrough did occur uh, from News Kongjang reporting that there were eyewitness accounts of Oh Sehun physically actually at the Negokdong site during the land survey mm-hmm. period. And particularly of note was him having lunch at this Sengtetang uh, or fish stew uh, restaurant. So what's going on here? Yes, the witness is claiming that he saw Oh Sehun with land surveyors in Daegukdong back in 2005. The witness said something along the lines that he remembered it was Oh Sehun because Oh's Ferragamo shoes resembled his own, but with a slightly larger heel. He also added that he remembers Oh being well built with his physique attractive. His witness entails greater details, and if it's true, Oh Sehun having a meal together with land surveyors and farm laborers is a key testimony to actually pro- proving that Oh Sehun had, in fact, already been aware of the land and its value, and may have been even actively involved in the matter. 
the witness has been facing some criticisms of his own, with people pointing out that his testimony has taken a few different stances over the course of time. He explained that this was because of the constant calls his mother was getting from journalists and concerns that getting involved in politics may prove to be detrimental to their family business. With loss of suspicions left both of the witness and the candidate, the suspicion has not been lifted off of Oh Se-hun yet. And just to clarify some of the confusion here, uh, there has been now um, some misunderstandings uh, as to this witness and what the sequence of events here. You've seen this reporting. You just just mentioned about how there's criticism that he's changed his testimony, saying all of a sudden he forgot about or he doesn't remember whether Oh Se-hun was actually there. That is actually uh, false the way they have laid it out because his interview with Kim Ho-jun in News Kongjang actually occurred after the fact that he had made those statements previously about having not remembered Oh Se-hun being there because of the reasons you cited. He wanted to protect his mom. He is really upset about all the criticism that has been levied upon him and even some of the false claims, some of the lies. Uh, there have been people saying that, oh, this, this person, he's the son of the uh, Seng Tang restaurant mm-hmm. owner. They say, how could he remember this? He was only like 10 or 15 years old at that time when he was... The guy who is talking right now, the son of this Teng Tetang um, restaurant, is actually older than me, a little older than me, which is pretty dang old, meaning that he was in his 30s during this um, period of when he said he remembered Osei And he was very much kind of conscious of fashion. He owned... Ferragamo shoes and he was looking and he noticed the Ferragamo shoes that mm-hmm. Ose Hun was wearing and so it, it kind of was a comparison to his own mm-hmm. and then um, the other idea is Ose Hun regardless of whether you agree or disagree with his policies mm-hmm. he's a very very handsome physically attractive tall man very striking and back at that time was a bit of a celebrity he was always on TV shows he was just known as this environmental lawyer and so he was a very recognizable figure so that is why this person is saying he clearly remembers Oseon is there and he is not happy with all the lies and the smears that have been put against him. So that was one aspect of the uh, News Kongjang reporting that has occurred over the past week. Let's turn to the other big uh, revelations that were released by News Kongjang. Uh, and this was in regards to the Pusan candidate Park Hyung-jun in regards to LCT and some of these other various issues. Uh, give us an update on uh, the situation for Park. Yes, regarding the suspicion surrounding candidate Park's preferential purchase of LCT in Hyundai, there seems to be new allegations that the two houses purchased by Park Kyung-jun's son and daughter were sold separately by a senior LCT official. If so, Park Kyung-jun's claim that the purchase was made through a broker he met by chance is different from what actually happened. An anonymous Mr. Choi, who was in charge of the initial site purchase and sale of L-City and as an as- as an aide uh, to Chairman Lee Young-bok, who was once a real operator of L-City, appeared at TBS Kim Ho-jun's news factory on the 5th and said, if you're ever done sale and real estate work, candidates park clarification that he bought it through a proper procedure is a story that doesn't fit common sense. He continued, the 17th and 18th floors purchased by Park's sons and daughters are royal floors, and the third line is basically a place with premium of 40 million to 50 million won. He refuted Park's argument, saying, you will have to handle all kinds of things, such as seal that can bring rights to the other party of the contract, starting with the mandate documents. His claim is that someone on the L-City side 
must have done the preliminary work so the candidate Park's family can purchase uh, one 1703 and 1803 side by side. Regarding the witness, Ha Taek-yong, general manager of the Busan Mayor Election Countermeasure Committee, clarified, the premise is that the 17th and 18th floors are the royal floor, and LCT's most royal, fo- royal floor is between the 14th and 16th floor. The 18th floor has only 40% of the sale rate, therefore claiming that it is the royal floor is a logical error. Yeah, so I think Hatagyang's argument is this is not the royal floor, so it's not mm-hmm. a big deal. But I, I, I think royal floor or no royal floor, sorry, he did get those two luxury units, and very coincidentally, on the 17th, 18th floors where everybody was trying to get these units, he had apparently coincidentally had one, and then had another allotted to his uh, daughter. So very uh, interesting. Uh, allegations here. However, we don't even have time to go over all of the other allegations. There were some other allegations that had come up uh, with Park Hyung-jun concerning allegations of his role in trying to cover up the uh, sexual harassment allegations over another uh, Senuri lawmaker at the time uh, going by the surname Yoon and apparently a payoff given to the person who had accused um, this uh, Yoon representative of sexual harassment. And so a lot of uh, smoke here, and we have the situation where News Kongjang has done the reporting. And hopefully on our program as well, we can occasionally do these kind of reports where we kind of recap what has been covered in News Kongjang, maybe even play some clips for our listeners and then uh, kind of translate them in English uh, for their benefit. But it basically boils down to this for these uh, mayoral races in Seoul and Busan. People are coming and they're voting, and supposedly the framing is that everyone's angry over real estate, government, the LH scandal, and the fact that prices here in Korea have gone up so high. So we're angry about real estate policy, we're angry about LH, we're angry about the high prices. The question is, for these two candidates who are running to try to captivate and capture that public anger with their allegations against them, for the uh, voters in mind, the question is, are these the two candidates that will fix this problem, will fix the LH problem, or fix the high prices, or will deregulation of these um, green zones and the redevelopment plants, will that actually make the high prices go higher? And is that what the voters want? And so these are all careful considerations to be made as we head into the polls, which is a very important day and is part of our quiz question as to what day that poll is. I'm not going to give you the answer to that yet. So let's put politics aside and talk about COVID-19. There are some uh, pretty serious concerns here right now. Stadium health authorities worried that the increasing number of new infections keeps going up. How was it yesterday? Yes, the daily caseload has has been hovering up above 500 since last Wednesday. But as of yesterday, the country reported 473 more COVID-19 cases, including 449 local infections. Amid mounting concerns about the possible beginning of the fourth wave, authorities stressed that they would implement strict social distancing measures to curb the virus spread. Regarding to the 32 deaths reported after getting the COVID-19 vaccine shots, the Korea Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices concluded that 19 of them had no actual causal link with the vaccine, and two of them were confirmed to be linked with anaphylaxis. 11 were still under investigation. The committee announced that after investigating five deaths, it's hard to confirm a 
definitive link to the vaccine. Based on the data we've analyzed, it's more likely they died from another causes such as liver disease or heart failure. They also added that they have conducted tested over eight cases on suspected anaphylaxis and admitted that two of them had shown a causal link with the vaccination. Perhaps it's getting um, easier to be distracted from the pandemic because of all these other issues, including political events like the mayoral elections and some of these other things uh, that people are worried about. But we can see right now it's still a serious situation and maybe we're letting our guard down. So uh, we we do want, as the vaccinations continue to occur, uh, to hopefully keep people safe and not get above this uh, 500 number, which Chung Eun-kyung has been warning uh, is looking like we're heading towards that direction of we're getting to 500 and 600 being the norms here. So uh, let's all stay vigilant on that front. Let's talk about a big corporate um, development here. LG, as we know, develops a lot of different products and things. One of the things that they have been known for uh, are being competitors in the smartphone Mm -hmm. business, perhaps a little bit behind uh, Samsung Electronics for sure. However, um, they have decided now competition is too stiff and they are calling it quits with the smartphone business. What's behind this decision? Yes, LG Electronics, one of the pioneers in the market, have announced yesterday that they are withdrawing from the business rather than selling its mobile communication division to other companies. And And intellectual property rights seems to have played a decisive role in the latest announcement. LG Electronics discussed the sale of this mobile phone business with Vietnam's Win Group, Germany's Volkswagen, and the U.S. Google, but only wanted to sell its production facilities and keep the core patent rights held held by its MC division. This was because of its core patients are highly likely to be applied to other businesses held by LG, such as automobile electronic equipment, robots, and home appliances, which the company will focus more in the future. For this reason, LG Electronics tried to hand over production facilities in Vietnam, Brazil, and China, but it seems to have been unsuccessful. As the the withdrawal withdrawal of the mobile phone business was confirmed, the relocation of the 3,449 employees of the MC Business Division has also started in the earnest. Competition in the smartphone industry is also expected to be fierce over the vacancy of the LG phone. LG Electronics' global market share for smartphones is only 1%, but it has maintained the third to fourth place in Korea, North America, and Latin America. LG Smartphone's domestic market share reached 10% in the fourth quarter of last year. And now with the company's withdrawal, Samsung Electronics, which uses the same Android operating system, is likely to absorb a significant amount of this share. And that is bad news for consumers because you might think, oh, well, I I didn't really care. Uh, LG phones, that was not something I was interested in. But the competition being there is an important part to push other uh, manufacturers to kind of up their game. And LG was known, despite not having really success in terms of market share, of developing these very innovative type of products. It might not have always been successful, but they kind of pushed the envelope, whether it was the kind of the twisting of the phones, um, they completely had uh, more advanced audio technologies on their handsets. With Samsung being the basically the only sole dominant domestic player here in Korea, we're either talking about getting imported phones or buying a Samsung handset, and that's not necessarily a good thing for Korean consumers. All right, we got time for one more story here, Sadim. The um, aspect of U.S. and China relations, we've been covering this in quite some detail here on the program, but China and the U.S. 
these uh, tensions are getting, if anything, even more intense. And as we've been saying, the cliche, Korea is somewhat of a sandwiched situation between the two. What are some of the recent developments? Yes, the recent trilateral security summit of Korea, U.S. and Japan, as well as the Korea-China ministerial meeting have covered the discussion on the future industry and the high-tech fields such as 5G, semiconductors, and artificial intelligence. It showed that the impact of competition between the U.S. and China on Korea and experts say that while South Korea is still somewhat neutral in this technology competition between the U.S. and China, it is a It is expected that the traditional alliance would be under pressure for more difficult choices. The reason why the U.S. and China are trying to include neighboring countries with their own technology standards is that this competition can serve as a measure to decide which country can claim the number one economy in the world. China has has recently been working on AI technology as well as 5G networks. Korea has maintained its neutral position between the U.S. and China regarding technology and economy. Unlike the military and security sectors, where South Korea maintains strong alliance with the U.S., the country is having a difficult position in the competition of economy and technology. Right. And so when you're old enough to remember this, decades ago, this wasn't quite as big a deal for Korea because The U.S., as you mentioned, Mm -hmm. traditionally always the military and security alliance partner ever since, as we know from the history, uh, the the Korean War and uh, and the U.S. uh, coming in on the South Korean side. However, um, at that time, the U.S. was also by far the biggest trade partner Mm -hmm. as well as economic benefactor of South Korea as well. So Korea was in turn completely kind of beholden or or dependent on uh, U.S. and therefore basically followed along lockstep with U.S. security interests. Now that China did emerge and China became and eventually surpassed the U.S. as by far the most important trading partner and economically uh, Korea being more and more dependent on China for its economic development, that has now complicated the the, the calculations quite a bit. And that is why, as you mentioned, uh, we are seeing this dilemma for South Korea as the tensions between China and and the U.S. continue to rise. And so it's something uh, that we are continuing to monitor as well here on this program. We thank you for that uh, reporting as well. Sadim, again, appreciate all the hard work. And uh, we always know that uh, you're not sleeping a lot uh, during these uh, periods. But uh, thank you nonetheless. And we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you.